begins. The spookiness. Cats out of the bag. Retheming for the months of September and October. Mm-hmm. All horror. All the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm jazzed up because since COVID, Universal has been doing their Halloween Horror Nights for the entire months of September and October every year since. And I'm loving it. I didn't realize. So they started doing that because of COVID, the whole September. Yes, because they had to move the lines a lot slower. Oh, uh, so good to like give people. Okay. To have like the six foot buffers and stuff. It became kind of a nightmare. So they just like to give everybody the opportunity to do it. They started doing it for two full months. I didn't realize it was a newer thing. Yeah, that, that, that uh, just the two months in the general. Mo- yeah. The two months thing, I mean. Yeah, yeah like that, that aspect of it is, is very new. It's only, they started doing that in 20, or 2021, the year, because they skipped 2020. But, mm-hmm. but very cool event. Universal, like, flips the whole Studios Park for a haunted house. They literally change it in real time. You can watch them actually pulling all out all, like, the scare zones and everything and, like, the food carts and stuff. Pumping their signature smell fog in there. It's just nothing. You- and take what for someone who's never been there what's the <laughs> so the parks in general are great i yeah. love i love the parks to begin with but on top of that you throw you like you literally throw a shroud over the whole park as a giant haunted house you're living my dream scenario <laughs> <laughs> just, just you in a shroud that's dark that's, shroud that's your dream scenario yeah death and people just trying to give you a heart attack <laughs> like <laughs> that's my dream. That's the world I want. That's that's an interesting world. I, He's going to sneeze. I can see it. He's going to sneeze. I was about to. I stopped. Nah. I was just like. How great your stuff, Crush? In, inhale. Yeah, I inhaled that. I was so hungry. Dude, me too. I can't. It's so thick, dude. It is. I hadn't had it in so long. I forgot. I'm going to be paying for all this cheese, but right now I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I'm going to be paying for that later. Speaking of horror. Yeah, I'm going to be paying. <laughs> I'm going to be paying for that. That'd, that would be a horrible thing. But yeah. So. In the spirit of Universal, to yeah, embracing everyone. Retolling, retheming for a megathon. Megathon. Eight, nine episodes with, with the week count of between October, counting it down, the week count between October and September. We're getting nine horror episodes, including yes. right now. Yes. Were you prepared for this? Because I was not. Yeah, it's happening. I'm not telling anybody what we're doing. I'm not going to roadmap it for everybody. No, yeah, yeah. I we know just keep what we're it. doing. I don't even know what we're doing. I'm not telling you shit. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing. He just, I, I'm, I'm actually, the big, the big secret to this whole show is I'm actually tied to a chair. <laughs> it's just being it's held like against the conjuring. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're under a white shroud or, bleeding. Yeah, uh, like or, the- or like, or like a saw scenario where like, I have to do this podcast mm. to survive <laughs> or like crank, you know, it's like, I gotta, I love, crank. I gotta stay, <laughs> I gotta stay at a certain level heart rate or else, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna go kaput. But see, then you get to you get to end up with Amy Smart at the end of the first one. That is a good one. Yeah, that's a good that's a good I second like one, not so much. <laughs> I don't I don't think I've ever saw the second one. Oh man, it, on my voodoo for one. Okay. Definitely check it out. It, it goes even it, it just takes the bat shittery even to even really, higher. Even higher. I, yeah. I, I would that's I that, that's they that talked for out. a long time about making a third one, which given how the second one ends is so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> they literally like set him on fire and like throw him. It, it like they take this the ending of the first one and like amp it up like a thousand percent. <laughs> but yeah, neither here nor there. We're going into I wanted to start this whole yeah. retool with like a just a general retrospective because i've talked to a lot of people who don't even like know like the lines between genres like what distincts mm-hmm. and i you know i i get made fun of for some of the things i consider certain genres like I, what like what ones do you get like i've said to people before that like just we've talked recently like memento being a noir like what do you mean memento's a noir yeah it yeah. doesn't even make any sense i'm like but, well, it, I would but say it, that. it is though like it, it, I mean, is. it definitely follows that same i would yeah that, that when you definite, bring it i mean even if you don't think it is, I don't think it's a stretch to see how someone could. It's a detective story for yeah. one. But, you know, neither here nor there. It's like, you know, some things I consider to be horror. People like other people might consider thrillers. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those lines, especially yeah. subgenres. Thriller and horror, yeah, can, can get real overlap. Gray. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so I wanted to ease us in just get us like general whoop-de-loop gotcha well how do you so we're doing so we're gonna start we're gonna kick off the the spoops the The spookiness the spooktacular season that was upon us and as we're recording this i there was a chill in the air coming back in i was quite the first bits of fall baby i was like ooh, i i kind of might need a jacket it's apt very apt air and atmosphere Mm -hmm. dig it but yeah since, since we were lately talking and not to make this the the halloween horror nights 
episode but you know I, I you got me thinking about it now and i'm like it is it is a very cool event because like they do a couple of like intellectual property houses so like they'll do like this year for example they're doing last of us which is super cool they're oh, doing they're okay. doing a house based off of a game i guess it was something with rights that they couldn't do the show def- oh that's strange yeah that's, so it's like okay. it is specifically themed off of the game but okay. it's like they're definitely riding the hype of the of, tv show of the tv show I gotcha. but i yeah i don't know if it was something like hbo rights or something yeah like they can't use their something version of it gotcha but nonetheless i'm extremely happy to see that house that's the one i'm i'm super stoked for they're doing like exorcist believer which that one i'm a little weird about because i'm gonna be going in september so i'm gonna be seeing the house before the movie yeah so that one i'm like that's a little against their mo they don't usually Mm -hmm. do that but and what else are they doing they're doing chucky this year which should be fun yeah should be like they usually have like a hokey house Mm -hmm. like they did beetlejuice one year so like they usually have like a fun house i think that that's gonna be kind of even though it's a slasher i think that's gonna be yeah it's gonna be a nice blend of like slasher it it sounds like does it get i'm assuming it just gets pretty packed like pretty crowded you almost like so you can do do you have to plan ahead do you you have to like itinerize i'm I'm extremely lucky that i have her she's the park planner but without it it can be very challenging Mm -hmm. but the one thing i do recommend if you do it go for the express passes Go for the express passes. Because okay. you can kind of cut through. You get one shot for each house. You get one pass for each house to cut ahead of each line to the express lines. And usually there's not as many people as like the lines. But like, so you can, if you structure it and plan it right, you can kind of breeze through. Yeah. Get through the bulk of the houses in quick shot and then have time to sit in the lines for a couple of your favorites, like ones you might want to do a second time to get a little extra out of. They also, on top of the IP houses that they do, they do write storylines for their own original houses. Oh, so I didn't know they did their, oh, that's So there's neat. usually like, it's often the case that it's five and five mm-hmm. in, in the years that I've been going. So that, on that front, it's like, it's cool because you get kind of like stuff you like and love and then you get to try something new. Yeah. Which I've always, I like that balance. That is, I do like that. But yeah, I, I recommend it if you get a chance to go. It's great. Especially the food. Food. Oh. Food food is good. Do they have something different for Horror Nights? Like different? Yeah, they'll do like, they'll, they'll do pop-ups like in like the scare zone areas of the park where they'll like have like, usually it's like stuff themed to their IP that they have for that year. Okay. Like, I know Beetlejuice, they had like a lot of goofy, hokey dessert treats and stuff. Oh, I could see that. This year for Last of Us, I know they have an alcoholic coffee that's like themed to Fedra. Oh. I'm like, okay, I'm in for that. I'm like, I'm going to get in a couple of those. But uh, yeah, so, and the scare zones are cool too. So it's like not even like just the houses. So it's like the streets of the park basically turn into a haunted house too that's, they have that's scare actors sweet. and you're going streets. you're going this year too oh yeah we're going full time we haven't missed a year yet since we started going so i'm trying to hold true to the tradition yeah. but good stuff and on the topic of the genre itself i mean i know people that aren't as versed with like the topics of genres i know some people don't know where those lines mm. tend to draw not that they're firm lines as we said this can be very gray at times yeah not very clear what is a horror what is a thriller what is a horror comedy sometimes especially yeah. it gets real gray. oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely. There's the genre you can you can do the cross genre is really what it what it is. Mm-hmm. You can blend anything together. Really, it just gets trickier the more you start to blend everything yeah. to, into one. The more stories you have that fit to multiple examples, yeah. it's. Gets. And genre two is, I don't know if it originally started that way, but it is also just a way for us as human beings to organize. Just try and categorize. Yeah, categorize it. And for a way for like a bookstore or a video stores don't exist anymore, but places like that. There is one blockbuster still. There is still, yes. They're holding on. Just a way to say, okay, <laughs> this belongs in this genre, but really it's it's more of a spectrum or yeah. a gradient than a, than a hard and fast. But yeah, so like just to give a bit of preamble to mm-hmm. genre in general. Genre in general. I like that. Alliteration. Mm. Mm. Uh, That's tasty. Is it? I, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> No one has it. It's just like no context to that at all. Nope, not going to give I'm it I'm just like, mm, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. tasty. Like, is it? Yep. I'm it's a like tasty treats. <laughs> no context whatsoever. Oh, gosh. But he's, yeah. he's drinking an iced tea, by the way. He's what? drinking on a, oh, my God. But the hammer you. pulled you off. <laughs> the hammer pulled you off. Go ahead. So, yeah, we're just in literature and like the, the common mm-hmm. five are like fiction, nonfiction. So fiction is made up often, not real stories, something that didn't happen. No, yeah, like that. Narratively is someone came up with, is drawn maybe from inspiration with for real life, but not intended to reflect. Yeah, genre fiction too is another, like you'll see like, this is where genre fiction would come in next to, you always hear like literary fiction too. Like those are the stories that are so different that they gave them their own section too in the bookstore. Even though like Ulysses, like even though that's not 
that's a much older story, but that could be something is like it's just it's just very different. Doesn't have that sort of mainstream structure that yeah. you see in other things uh, like action, horror, comedy, all that. But yes, yeah. And then nonfiction, so mm-hmm. that's like your biographies. Yeah. In film, often, apart from literature, it can be like your documentaries. Yep. Then uh, the other th- main three in literature are drama, poetry, and folktale. Folktale is an interesting one. Your Mark uh, Twain's. Yeah, you know, which stuff. can can have a horror element in it. It can, it's, yeah. It's interesting how when you when you bring these concepts up, you can have you have the genres, but you can also throw in those elements from it yeah. and create to create something new. Like we had mentioned before, like you love like the food analogy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can almost you can almost compare everything too, to food. Yeah. I was ta- I was telling you and Jordan about this. I got recently got into the show The Bear. Yes. Off of that telling, yeah. It perfectly encapsulates that. It does. Oh perfectly. okay. And I, I recommend that show. Top notch. Yeah. It, it it fits so perfectly because you're working with ingredients, mm-hmm. same as you are in filmmaking. It's a very fitting analogy. It's yeah. like the perfect blend. It's, there's an artistry to it. Yes, there's like a science aspect to it, but it's the finesse of how you get those elements I got together. you, yeah. But, and then genres in film are slightly, mm-hmm. like these are very gray lines between literature. I mean, these all apply across the yeah. board, but uh, most commonly 13 genres are typically, like main genres are applied in filmmaking is action, adventure, horror, comedy, thriller, Western, fantasy, musical mystery romance and often sports like the yeah, sports the, the sports story i got you like the, the like underdog. money ball yeah stuff the under, like that. always has that that underdog sports story yeah whatever mark Wahlberg doing lately <laughs> what what is he doing transformers <laughs> oh no he's out he's out of transformers yeah <laughs> they're doing other stuff but yeah he, he did a lot he did a lot of those underdogs mm-hmm. wasn't he what's the one where he's place for the eagle invincible is that one he did yeah because they made fun of that and it's always <laughs> yeah they did yeah <laughs> oh that's that's marky mark dude <laughs> So yeah, those are those are the main ones, and there's a lot of subgenres in between. But we are here today to but talk about talk about specifically through horror. I wanted to look at like what are the subgenres, like what are some examples. Not even of, just today, we're dedicating to horror. We're dedicating the whole damn. We're we're you're, two months. You're you're till us. You're 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 with this until full bore and into the abyss. Yeah, until you. until November. Yeah. I'm booking us. Can't get at us. Yes. But uh, yeah, so I, you know. I wouldn't want to get at us. <laughs> I don't, I, I really wouldn't. Go ahead. I'm pushing them off until they can't, they, they're going to have to wait until the family holidays to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the main subgenres of horror, I mean, gr- granted, there are other ones. Some, like, there's a lot of nuanced yeah. genres that have come out in between. And there's even ones, there's like crossover. So, like, there's examples of middle grounds for all of these, mm-hmm. but there's like demonic, witchcraft, gore, monster monster, paranormal, vampire, slasher, zombie, psychological, and comedic. Comedic being one of my favorites because I love horror comedies. Yeah, (laughs) no, and I'm I'm like, I immediately think what we do in the shadows and like Shaun of of the Dead. Not like the movie itself for what we do in the shadows. Like I love the show, but the movie just hit that that pin needle Mm -hmm. perfection. And it's it's strange too how horror, like where would you like say like horror definitely has a big follow. Oh my God. And but is it? Like we said with, uh, Universal, like yeah. going into that park and seeing just how many people go batshit for mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like the merchandise, the merchandise rights alone the make us rich beyond our wildest. The amount of stuff, the amount of t shirts alone that they pushed through that event, mind blasting. So that's all you need is just you got to just get a t shirt and sell it. I'm just going to put your face on a t shirt. Oh, we'll, t- we'll sell the TSP t shirt. No, t-shirt. you really want to get, you really want to frighten people? Yeah. <laughs> that's horrific. I wouldn't even buy it. There's some I'd horrors in, in this t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just digging into each one here. Yeah. The demonic one is pretty common. It's been common since it's, the seventies. Well, definitely, The Exorcist is obviously the. It's the prime example. The, of it. the the grandfather of it, I would say, because I can't think of at least in film, I cannot think of. It's like the 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 godfather of that subgenre. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd even say two of of the horror genre in general. That because that's time. one of the few that actually got critical acclaim too. Yeah. Even there's uh, a couple the, though that like since there are so many subgenres in horror, there are a couple that lay that claim to yeah. being like the grand poobah of yeah. the genre but they're so different across all these subgenres that it's like well it's kind of arguable like which one the shining is a big one that, yeah that that's claim I, I would definitely put the shining in the horror that's more genre. of like a that's more of a Psycho- paranormal paranormal ghost, ghost story kind of deal psychological thing going on because you're mm-hmm. again it's that back and forth of a jack nicholson's character kind of descending into madness or is yeah. it really happening that's another one that i think the shining is one of the best examples of one that's like kind of subgenre hopping it's kind of all over the place with all of this it's mm-hmm. like it is a ghost story but it's also kind of kind of a psychological 
where he's losing his mind going bad shit. but it's like he is being influenced by the ghosts of the hotel and the energy of the hotel yeah so it's it's kind of genre hopping and i do one. i, I like that i think kubrick did a did a big 180 with that because i've never read the actual book by stephen king but i'm under the impression that they are very different. Wildly different. Okay. And Kubrick and King hate each other. <laughs> oh, really? Hated each other. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Kubrick practically flipped his middle finger right at him. And just said, yeah. Was no, it because like, of, like, the changes? Was it be over The Shining? Was that- oh, it was 100% over The Shining. Oh, okay. And it was King did not approve, like, of any of the changes, but... Kubrick, in the way that he pushed forward, always locked up the rights for everything that he did. Yeah. And nobody could tell him boo because it was like, nope, I own it. Yeah. I got to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Which, love it, hate it, that's the way the man operated. I, th- I think the the esteem, if nothing else, of The Shining and the amount of endurance that it has had over the years is testament that he did something right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that one's, I, I do like yeah, the, the Shining. the demonic one definitely, though. Well, even The Shining, yeah, does have a demonic thing going on. A little bit. It, definitely. I'd say it's, it's it, the same. I would say that even the demonic thing definitely lends itself to psychological as well. There's a big psychological element. The, bi- the big, what I usually take it as for demonic is usually like intrusion of hell. Yeah. Like, is what it usually means for me. Like the ninth gate is like yeah. prime demonic. Yeah. So evil dead. Evil oh, dead. evil dead. Yes, definitely. Yeah. A big, uh, and such a, and that's interesting because that blends a lot of comedy into it as well, yeah. which I knew I was going to say that I was going to mention that before. And I and that just reminded me yeah. what, about how they can't, the rights to the last of us, how they have to use the game, which is totally fine. They have to use the game instead of they can't get the rights to the movie. Mm-hmm. I never knew. I never understood with the Evil Dead. There's the original one. Then there's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Yeah. And I, for the longest time, I couldn't quite understand what was the connection between the two. Are they are they the same story or did they remake? Is the second one more of like a reboot of the first one? That's how I've always taken it. So apparently, I guess what happened was, and Bruce Campbell has, I think, actually done an interview on this saying, so how it's supposed to work is like you watch all of the original Evil Dead right up to the point then where the Deadite demon the come the comes at at him the famous camera yeah. movement that Sam Raimi did. I love the shaky cam of the original. Yeah, the shaky cam of the the demon. It's just POV shot that they do attacking Ash, and then it's like then you would then start Evil Dead Two right in that sequence, and that's kind of how you're supposed to watch the two of them together. Because I guess apparently what happened was when they made the first one, they wanted to do like a recap of it mm-hmm. in the second one, like a quick one, but they couldn't get the rights to their own movie, which is so weird. <laughs> and it's just so they had to completely just kind of retool it a little bit. And I'm just like, I, I, how greedy do you have to be? You want to talk about horror? Every time I think of it, for some reason, I see the SNL skit. Where Bill Hader is playing Willem Dafoe. He's like, Sam Raimi is no one's friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one, Demont. Like, there's a lot. That's one that, like, it kind of is the big. That's why the reason I put that first is it's a lot of ways it can be the all-encompassing one. Yeah. Like, the other ones touch, like, more tangential areas of it all. But it's like, that's that's the one that kind of you can really make a case for everything beyond that to some degree. Coming up after that, we have the witch witchcraft. The witchcraft, and yeah, the, the that's, that's an easy one. It's like basically there's a witch in it. Yeah, Hocus Pocus. Hocus though, Pocus is a great one, but yeah. that's also a comedy too. So yeah, you get the, the this is definitely there. a good a good one to put. I'd say if I was organizing the shelf, yeah, I'd put that in there I, with I, it. When when I had my physical copies on hand, it's like mm-hmm. I always like I you you saw it a couple of times. I kept like rearranging, especially my horror shelf. Just yep. kept getting rearranged because no matter what, it didn't feel right. <laughs> you have it. No, wait, you have it by genre alphabetically, or do you have it? Oh, man, it was all the, all alphabetical. Just horror, or like the whole thing? The whole thing. Like the whole thing. So I had directors that I was studying. Yeah. Then, like, below that, it was, like, cinema, like notable for cinematographers, notable for sound design. Like, it was, like, it was, like, kind of, like, the early parts of the early shelves were, like, what is this known for? Yeah. If it was, like, a big masterpiece type thing, it was, like, it sits in a category of what it's known for. I got gotcha. where it would go first. So, like, my core, like, study, study topics would, like, go that way. But then, like, I'd go into genres after that. Because, mm-hmm. like, if something was most known for what genre it's in, then it's, like, okay, then it goes that way. So, yeah. Like fell down those rungs as it would come down, but then I was like, I don't even remember where I had horror because I, I have like three full shelf, full bookcase, yeah, just yeah, a yeah. horror copy. <laughs> and I was like, it, I kept like rearranging. I would rearrange it, honest to God, like for whatever I was like looking at that genre at that time for. So I like I would literally just use it as like and organize my head types and it like okay i want to look at it from this lens so like how how do i how do i need to like put this in organization and everybody always say it was like my brain has to be chaos <laughs> yeah like, honest to god this is not wrong <laughs> 
Like that, that I, yeah, but, I gotta agree with that. Yeah, witchcraft. Some of my favorite ones are like obviously the A twenty four Rob Eggers, the Vit, the Vitch, the, the Double Vitch. V. Yeah, the Vitch. What's her name? Anna Taylor, Anna Taylor Joy. She is she in that? She I told. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That was one of her earlier ones. She was around before that, but yeah, that's her big her first big blip. And Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project is so interesting. That is because the way it was shot. Well, especially like I don't the even way know it was if, marketed. Yeah, I don't even know if you could get. I don't even know if you could pull it off today. The closest now. thing that has happened since then was Cloverfield. True. Yes. Cloverfield yeah. used the internet really well to try and achieve a similar type thing. It did, and that was J.J. Abrams, right? Or did he just produce. Well, he it. produced it okay and it's a, a lot of people attribute him directing that but it wasn't the case and i think i think i think he did a hell of a job producing that because the marketing strategy for it was top notch i remember too like seeing that and like the threat like just the bits mm-hmm. and not knowing like what what is happening it does it does do a decent job of interestingly enough that in. follows it falls into one of our other subgenres monster it, it does it, 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 it's a great twist on that subgenre because it's it, it it did what godzilla is now trying to replicate in a lot of their stuff it's using that perspective camera using like boots on the ground perspective of like a city mm-hmm. demolition it's like it, there's a lot of commentary with those types of movies on 9-11 and other such tragic events since and I, I think that the ones that do that really well are very successful because yeah. gareth edwards with his godzilla a top notch perfect yeah but for the monster subgenre like jaws quiet place one of my fi- all-time favorites which almost directly precedes jurassic park is tremors tremors yes very good and that one and, it, and it's strange too because like the monster movies, it can go kind of two ways in terms of whether it scares you or not. Yeah. Um, like it can Tremors. Be and fun in a great way. Yeah. Tremors definitely has a lot of action and adventure in it. Yeah. But it, even though it is, but it is a monster movie. Yeah. So that, I think Tremors is one of the perfect balanced, hokey, serious movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the only ones that have ever perfectly struck that balance. Yeah. And and you can with two, I think there's a, there's that, that primal fear, usually in monster movies, there's that primal fear of being eaten alive yeah. like being especially you know, from taken. things like you can't see yeah like stuff like the, it, it did jaws on land yeah was so, like so good i'm trying to think of some other good monster movies there's a million i mean creature like king, yeah cre- I mean, antlers like, uh, technically i mean is, is king kong or godzilla still yeah. considered like you know technically, would you put yeah. those in the monster creature genre? feature you know is the it, blob it's, it's, alien alien of course I aliens think. a great example of of the monster movie yeah then we also have gore which is like stuff like uh, a lot of people <laughs> i remember it on the mid-2000s a lot of people would call it tort porn. torture porn. yeah so it's like just shock value of just throwing like the most horrific images possible on the screen but it's like i, I saw while it does fall into that category mm-hmm. like the first one at least was a great thriller on top of yeah it. like the twist to that the the psycho- psychological element i, I will say yeah that especially to that hit at a time i don't know if the gore genre is as big saw was one of the now. great examples of horror budget mm-hmm. working really well they spent almost nothing on saw really they, the first one they spent very little on that like it was not what i would call independent budget but in terms of like studio features like they pretty much just spent money on the cast and the and like the crew elements do you think it, do you think it started off as like a tax write-off idea like all right we need to well, think, we have to spend so much money before the end of the year come give me something to i don't think it was during that writer strike but was it a, like i i don't remember yeah, yeah i don't remember but it was and it was of that time yeah where it was like it was pitched as like such a small script but it was like it was done on such a dime and then it made money on the back end that's where horror really kills it mm-hmm. spend no money on the front end show like very little yeah have a great script but like do just what you need and like the rest will fall into place yeah. and it's that that back end return because you didn't spend as much on the front end is the money yeah all, all always the dollars i think i think horror is having a big resurgence because of that i think a lot of studios have realized the market value of horror because it's nothing on the front end big time wins on the, insidious on the red door just just yeah. proved that in spades that's what that they did they i mean it, it, it not to say that it didn't spend like it was a fairly bigger budget horror movie but in terms of like blockbusters it's not spending the hundreds of millions it's yeah but there's a lot i I think raw creativity to horror can be its best because like you're getting people who just want to do it and what and what too like what would you say defines just horror in general like does it have to be because if you're always working with suspense and surprise what what makes a horror i think makes something horror i think there's a couple of different answers to that yeah but i think for what i like out of horror i like to see characters who are very underdog yeah are trapped in 
terrible scenarios and trying to fight their way out of it. Yeah. Typically. I think a good example of that is the the ring. Has, one of the biggest tropes in horror is the journalist. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The journalist okay. trying to figure out the mystery of what's going on. And I think the ring is one of the best examples of that because, namely, Watt's character in that is the quintessential horror journalist, I yeah. think. But it's also, that movie is shot. It's one, I think it's one of the best pieces of cinematography in the 2000s. I haven't seen that one in a while. It's oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, the, the ring falls into the paranormal, the ghost story. Another great example of that is Poltergeist. I, yeah, I've told we've talked before about the pairing of Ghostbusters and Poltergeist, but I think that fascinating the crew crisscross of that. Like, yeah, because Ghostbusters was so like because of Ivan Reitman's own misjudgments yeah, about yeah. How, what he needed for time in terms of time and what he budgeted from the studio wasn't physically able to deliver on, but trucked through all the same. Still selling his soul or something got that movie made. And the the crew from Poltergeist walked across the street to, or it was either that or vice versa. I think it was they walked across the street from Poltergeist to Ghostbusters. Literally, there was almost no lag time between the two. They just that's why a lot of the stuff in Ghostbusters kind of looks like poltergeist because oh like, so they they kept using okay it's like almost the entire same effects crew okay so they were just man they were just working around they were just like w- right yeah, right back they, into it poltergeist was pretty much a tight to the wire schedule to begin yeah. with but then you threw ghostbusters which was one of the all-time like most craziest post-production schedules yeah. ever they they hoofed it and I, that movie both of those movies are gorgeous to look at uh-huh. like, like how they how they, either one of them today i've always heard and I've, I've said today the ending sequence with the bodies mm-hmm. in the in the, in the, in pool? the pool trench yeah i've heard that those are those are real bodies instead like it was they actually got them from a, an actual morgue or something rather than because it was cheaper to use that. We'll dig we'll dig into this more at a later time, but yeah. like, there is so much to the curse of the poltergeist that Okay. Okay. But yeah, more on that another time. But the, the paranormal subgenre, I love it. Ghost stories are like some of like the oldest like horror stories. Like yeah. that's like the camp around the campfire ghost story. That's some of my favorite stuff. I went to camp as a kid, worked at camp as a kid, loved sharing ghost stories and mm-hmm. scaring the crap out of people. Like it was the best. And that and that's interesting because I've always wondered is ghost stories, if you think there's a lot of ghost stories that come about in more modern times. Like if we're saying and I when I say modern times, I'm talking post industrial revolution, yeah. Victorian era up to the early twentieth century, into the late up to today. So you see a lot of that, especially with all the things that happened in history. Though if you look through back to like ancient civilizations, ghost stories definitely exist. It's interesting though how they, the perspective they take on it. There's sometimes more of a, so for like in some of the Celtic mythology stories, there's more, there is more of that fantasy element going on, Mm -hmm. more of that just like unknown aspect. So it's there, but it doesn't have that sometimes that dread that you feel in watching like a a modern day horror movie or reading something more modern horror doesn't seem to always be there to me. So I find that interesting, like, or is our concept of a ghost story different from say someone's from like 2000 years ago or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Or the way they or the way they would look at a ghost. Obviously, I think anyone looks at a ghost and be like, "Whoa." One of one of my favorite things, like I've talked to some writers, they're like, "There I know a lot of people who don't believe that mm-hmm. don't think that anything relating to religion is scary anymore." And I think that it can be if you do yeah. it right. I think that there a lot of the examples that I've been argued with as being not that scary because they're tied to religion. I think that they're not done well enough. The examples that have been argued, and I'm like, that's not what I would pick to argue it. It's like, yeah, there there are there are some goods. I I, I think The Exorcist holds up. I do too. And that one's very much grounded in religion. Yeah, but. I've certainly heard the I've heard the story that it thinking was, about yeah. the, we we watched it. I thought like that people found it amusing now it wasn't scary anymore it was like it, it was it become comedic and i was like really that, i don't i don't think comedic? that at all <laughs> i mean i don't yeah personally i don't i don't know it's interesting it, it is interesting like what well it's like to um i know universal their horror classics dracula the creature from the black lagoon mm-hmm. invisible man that that whole yeah. trope those they've they've tried a couple times to re- ring those back in and make them modern and yeah the one I, that really took off johnny depp was originally supposed to star in it yeah threw it off but they did remake the Invisible Man, and they took a very like almost Marvel uh, take did. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like it, they went hard tech on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes perfect sense for the Invisible Man story. It's yeah. like it is like a almost Jekyll and Hyde science story going you know, back, on. Yeah, back when it was made originally, it was like very much the Jekyll and Hyde esque take on it. But 
there's there's ways to twist that stuff and pull it in for different ways. If that's like your angle is to modernize it and bring it in, like it, there's there's ways to still keep that and amp up that type of terror with it and make yeah. it modern. But yeah, yeah. So I like it, like that falls right in with the vampire, like that the Dracula from Universal Monster mm-hmm. Classics, like one of the one of the bi- like it's always harking back to yeah. a lot of lot of different stuff. I mean that's that and and I see you have the the. Even before Dracula, at least before the film Dracula, mm-hmm. I should say, the Nosferatu. Nosferatu is the grounding for a lot of cinema. Like yeah. Not even just the horror genre, but, but it was like, it was one of the first ones to make like that dark imagery. Yeah. Like that like very contrasty image. Yeah, the high was. contrast to it. Yeah. You, you, you forget there's a lot that you owe today and that you see in movies too something like Nosferatu. And there's ways to, t- like, uh, horror doesn't just have value to horror. It's like you can take those elements, those visuals, and apply them. Mm-hmm. A dark thriller, something else, and not necessarily, like, for a horror piece, but you can use it in other types of storytelling. I, that's, why, that's why I like to watch. Everyone's always like, why do you watch so many different genres? I'm like, because there's so much value for cross-play that, yeah. that people haven't explored. Like, hey, that's, you go right back to the to the last Airbender quote. Like, yeah. if you take it, if you take the knowledge only from one place, it'll, it becomes rigid and stale. But if you take it from learning about others, Others, other cultures, other ideas helps you become whole. Exactly. And what a what a great scene. Gotta love that scene. Yeah. Not to not to yeah, take not us to off topic. Sidebar, but yeah, it, it yeah. is a great scene. No. <laughs> I mean, it's it essentially encapsulates the whole theme of the of this of that series. Yeah, for sure. What else are we looking at here? Oh, we haven't talked about slasher yet. That's, That's a big like one. A, is it is it as big though anymore as it used to be? I that th- I think so. Even though uh, Scream is suffering pretty yeah. heavily right now, <laughs> I always say I don't I, I don't know how no, I feel no about pun intended. I don't know how I feel about that one being a franchise anymore or at, or, all, or, or at all at all being a franchise. I I like the sequels a lot, but it was one of those ones where it was like the first one was. The Iron Struck. Yeah. And I think it works really well as a, not necessarily a parody, but a kind of almost satirical of the slasher genre. Yeah. In, a, in great ways. Well, that's exactly what it was trying to do, though, originally yeah. thought. Yeah, and that's right? why I don't think expanding it out into like a slasher a, yeah, franchise you, didn't work. Yeah, so. when you try to make it, when it's trying to be a, It only amps up that hokiness. A play on, yeah. I like I like the Scream franchise. I like the sequels. I just don't know if it ever needed to be a franchise. Yeah. I, I just shared somebody photo shopped a ghost face in a space suit <laughs> and i was like now nah, that, that covers it yeah <laughs> that's that's about as hokey as they've become but sla- there's a lot of contention over slasher that i like and there's like a lot of arguments i've seen online over what is the first slasher because a lot of people say texas chainsaw massacre yeah but that's not necessarily the truth what is that it's it, that's exactly it though is it's so argued well i'm saying what do other people count a lot of people attribute it to Hall- john carpenter's Halloween. okay and that's that's a very fair choice yeah. but there is a case to be made for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Even As, though, did Chainsaw, they come out? I, did they come? They, well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came. No. That's why I, I was a little hesitant to even put Chainsaw Massacre in that grouping for that reason. 74, I thought I saw it. 70. Yeah. That's why it's attributed to being the first one. Because okay. it came first. I, I thought that that was the case. I just wanted to prove it. Depose myself in front of America. Depose yourself. Do it now. Do it. Put the shackles on. Just put the... Come on, I'm here. Come kill on, me. shackle me. <laughs> I'm here, kill me. Interestingly enough, I always forget this, but Toby Hooper, who did Poltergeist, mm-hmm. even though everybody always thinks that Poltergeist was Spielberg because yeah. he is attached to the he is. I think he produced, helped produce it, right? Yeah, and it does have that Spielberg flair to yeah. it. But yeah, interesting. So why do people argue then that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not? Because it's not a singular, like... like why doesn't it fit Leatherface the is Leatherface isn't really, like, the typical slasher villain. It's, like, it's that family affair kind of, like... Oh, because there's multiple... It's the whole Hills family. Hills have eyes. Hills have yeah. eyes. So it's not, like, one central kill. Like, that's where it kind of gets a little gray. Yeah. Even though Leatherface does fit in a lot of ways being, like, the, the slasher villain type, there are other elements at play that can be mm-hmm. against it being, like, a traditional slasher. Now, like we've said, there's a lot of subgenre grayness and chainsaw massacre was like ahead of the curve of like the whole slasher craze of the 80s like went nuts especially after halloween yeah. everybody, everybody wanted to be halloween yeah friday the 13th was created friday the 13th and created entirely on just the studio trying to have their own slasher Michael. like it's almost like a yeah like Oh, ever they've got this. We got to have yeah. Almost how everyone like chased the Marvel phase. Yeah, in recent. Yeah, so it was yeah. or the uni- the universe phase, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> there are some horrors in this house. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> where were we? Oh, slashers, slashers. Um, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like Freddy, obviously. Big, big like, slasher. Yeah, the, all those '80s slashers were like that was the big craze. 
like in the 80s every, and horror was slashers for the mm-hmm. most part yeah I mean, definitely not obviously entirely but that was like the big draw that's what everybody wanted to see especially after halloween kicked off right before the 80s hit and then shining has its arguability as being a slasher even like the axe portion yeah. at the end so like it was a again it was Shining kind of played into so many different horror subgenres that it's all things all the time. But yeah, so I like that was part of like the, part of launching into the eighties with the whole slasher craze. And yeah, uh, we'd also that, we've been talking uh, horror like uh, Universal classics that those literally span the scope of these subgenres. Would you put this is kind of interesting? I'm thinking now. Would you put the thing in slasher or would you put it in monster? Or? I would put the thing in monster, but it also kind of it, it, it's let's see. it's. I mean, it, obviously, I, it's, I, it's, the, the it, gut thing is to go monster genre. With it most it. easily fits into monster, but I feel like if you have that, it is technically a singular killer going yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another great subgenre is zombie. Zombie, yes. We we were talking. Last of Us coming up mm-hmm. for HHN. That's I think Last of Us is one of the coolest zombie stories because it's literally grounded in real science. Could very easily actually happen. I think it's one of the scariest. No, yeah, on, definitely. On. But with if you've never seen Last of Us or played it, I would. I, do, I like yeah. I, I I do recommend the game. Yeah. Any way you can access it, it's a great story. But no, I I I, I dug Pascal and you know the, the whole cast. I mean, the great picks. But yeah, Craig Mazin did a great job with that series. I mean, yeah. he, he did a great job with Chernobyl too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to pull in anybody, when uh, I, Chernobyl has like a horror element to it. I yeah. think I think Chernobyl is one of the one of the great real world. It's I think it's the only real world example of a like an hp lovecraft hp lovecraftian horror lovecraft i think it's the, i think it's the only real world example of lovecraftian horror that ever actually happened yeah so it's it adds the level of terror to that concept because it's something that was real and it's probably the only example of it that's why i think it's a great series because yeah. it's it has horror elements but it's also literally based on real world history mm-hmm. i think the way that show is written is perfect because it actually shames you for not knowing about it yeah in a great way yeah yeah love that show but they brought him in he did a great job with the the show as well for last of us 28 days later now they're continuing that on now allegedly at oh, the time 20, of, 28 months now killian has said that he's on board to whenever they do it to, that he would do it they're allegedly trying to get danny boyle and alexander garland who wrote the script mm-hmm. but if danny boyle won't do it alex garland said he will direct it it's interesting actually i was just re-watching that the, uh, today i love that yeah dv cam usage the strategic way they shot that that's they, that's definitely one of those do you think it's still now like even like the zombie genre do you think even that is still I think it still was popular oh, yeah. when if, like 28 Days came. I think when 28 Days Later came out, it boosted that genre a thousand percent because it added like up until that point, uh, zombies were always kind of like lumbering along. You could yeah. easily avoid them. They weren't yeah, like scary. Night of the Living Dead. Or, I love Night of the Living Dead. I loved uh, being from Pittsburgh. I love George Romero. Yeah. Hey, don't don't compare me to you. Don't put me. <laughs> don't put, don't lump me in with you. Don't lump me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think 28 Days Later breathed new life into that genre. And yeah. There's been a lot of boost in the 20 some years for that genre, especially like last. I think Last of Us is case in point that there there is a lot going on with that mm-hmm. genre. But yeah, there's what else we got. We got so that the psychological one is yeah, an interesting. One. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not an it, that one's a little tougher to define. I think because a lot of the times you can argue it as a slasher. But I think my favorite example of this was Misery. Misery. That's a, yeah, that's a good one because it's like a, Kathy Bates is going bad. Mm-hmm. it's not like he's being chased around the whole time like a slasher trope it's just like he's trapped in this scenario yeah. and he can't get out of it and it's it's all mine I, I would even throw into the, the one that i'm thinking of now i just lost oh no the babadook I, uh, the babadook i love the babadook uh, great would, australian movie yeah i would put i would put that in the psychological i, one. I can see that yeah because it is like kind of like that storybook yeah yeah you can could also argue it as a ghost story yeah could also, make it make it a ghost story but as I, well i mean there's always going to be that overlap no matter there, what you yeah do. but I, I think that that one that one's interesting from the lens of a psychological yeah and then uh, you know like i, I put the shining in there because i didn't know where else how else to put it um, no shining is definitely like we talked about earlier is definitely a psychological i think one. i think it's the most fun being in that category mm-hmm. because like jack nicholson going snapping and going bad shit is one of the best parts of that i would even more recent i'd put the the haunting series on netflix yeah. like haunting a hill house and, and blind manor I would they're put. doing another one oh yeah they're doing follow the house of usher follow the house of usher yeah I, I really like the last one they great i was hoping they were going to do that for hhn but it did no, they, it they did a yeah. great house for haunting a hill house it was one of my it was my favorite the year that they mm-hmm. did it but uh I think it was the same year they did Beetlejuice was a great year. Yeah. They're all great years. Creator, forgive me. Sean Flanagan. Yes. 
Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Mike, thank you. Between the two halves between, of the whole see, <laughs> the two of us working <laughs> together could, could do the work of one man. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love horror comedy. Horror comedies, I could watch probably my most yes. rewatchable genre. Yeah, definitely. Field Juice. And like Shaun of the Dead. Yes, Shaun of the Dead. But I was thinking of what's his name from Back to the Future? Christopher Lloyd. Yes. In Adam's Family as Fester. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All time favorite performances. Yep. So funny. I gotta, I'm due for a rewatch for that. Both of the, both of those movies, they made the Adam's Family and the Adam's Family Values with yeah. that same group. Both those movies are gold. Yeah. And it's, it all boils down to, the, I, in my opinion, the dynamic with Raul Julia. Christopher Lloyd, their brother-brother relationship mm-hmm. with both of those, one of my all-time favorite, yep. some of my all-time favorite comedies. Also, Christina Ricci as Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Did you put the monsters in? I, in I should. Comedian? I was I was going to put them in. Actually, I just I don't even know why I didn't write them in. But uh, I always, see because I always would when I was little. I would sometimes they would overlap in my mind. The yeah. Adams family and the monsters. Yeah, and Rob Zombie just recently, like not recently, but within recent years, came out with his take on it. Which you know, I I dig I dig Rob Zombie. A lot of people hate Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. A lot of people a lot of people hate Rob Zombie's Halloween takes. <laughs> oh yeah, when he did that. Yeah, I've been not going to take. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to take a firm stance. No, but here's my thing is like, and I mentioned this before, you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do something new. You gotta do something. You gotta give it your own. For $45, you gotta tell tell me me something. something. (laughs) It's very hard. And that's why like, I would just say, come up with something because trying to reboot, redesign something that's so ingrained in the grand consciousness of everyone, it, it, it can be hard to challenge that because you look back on it fondly, you have, it's it's not, it's never going to be exactly as it was. Yeah. So that's why I always encourage, try and make like a, a new, something new or bring, tell your own story. No, absolutely. Because yeah, I, 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 I do remember seeing the, I was, I'm not, I'm not a big Halloween fan of the movie. I, they're great movies. I'm not oh, as in. Get out of my house. Oh, all right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Put it back. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm just saying I never got into them as yeah. much as other people. That's all. I do I, like them. I I have two. Opinions. Same with like the Friday the 13th and the and the Freddy movies. I have two very strong opinions about Halloween. Firstly, I love the first one. Mm-hmm. The first one is a genuine yeah. classic piece of horror. Yeah. Gold. Critically, don't like the others as much, but the horror nerd inside is, me is like, yeah, why not? Who grew up watching the hokey bullshit on AMC Monster Fest all through October? Yeah. I lived for that. So yeah. there's like, t- I have two sides to See, I was point. too scared to watch them. Dude, Horror Fest was my shit. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was too scared to watch this stuff. I, I just couldn't. I ran from the bus stop to my house so that I'd miss Dr. Giggles premiering on I was, AMC Horror Fest. I was afraid of the yips and the Muppets. <laughs> yeep, 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 yeah, it was just the way they looked. Like So there, there's, what, there's where I'm coming from. I, it took me a little while. I had to grow into the horror movies as I got older. So when I was little, I couldn't. Even even when I was like, like 12, 11 or 12, it took me till I got to like 15, 16, where I was like, okay, Okay, I think I can do this now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I lived for horror movies as like a way too young of an age. I, my, I, I grew up in a house. I was allowed to watch Terminator Two when I was like ten years oh, old. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is strange to me. It's like I, I've said this. I think I've said this before in a past episode. I'm not sure, but I always find it strange that my my yeah, I was allowed to watch something like Terminator Two, which has, but tons, I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers because it was too violent. Tons of yeah, yeah. It has tons of violence. I, I, I still don't understand it. I could watch. <laughs> Seinfeld, which has a lot of innuendo. Yeah. Stuff that like, you know, would go over my head. But it definitely the wormed moment, its way in your psyche. <laughs> the moment like even some of these horror movies, like just the the sheer just just malignant quality of like some of like the things that can happen to the people in them. Yeah. But the moment there's a nude scene. Turn it off. Yeah. It's like I always found that very strange that I can watch someone being like destroyed to pieces ripped apart context my man it's like someone's it, being taken into madness it's the joker argument in dark yeah Knight. yeah like, it as is soon as one little old mare yeah once die. once once it goes once once the plan goes awry yeah you know not that i'm advocating it's, it's that fitting in a horror movie i'm not advocating that we have more nude and sex scenes and but stuff it, but it's the, the, i just always found that strange that like the tabooness yeah of particular things the tabooness of nudity as opposed to the non-tabooness of sheer utter violence slamming a dude 
dude down on a buzzsaw yeah. on the table and then like splitting him in half. The sheer utter vi- yeah. And yeah, that was it was always strange to me. And not to, and horror doesn't doesn't not have to have be violent to be scary. Exactly. Like the ring is a great example. Yeah. Like it's it's all psychological paranormal. Like, yeah. It's what you don't see. It's yeah. the jaws effect. It's what you don't see that can be the scary. You know what too and getting into like we're thinking like horror too. I a lot of a lot of the horror stuff I grew up with were video games. Yeah. Same. Too like Resident Evil was a big one for me. And zombie it's, genre, yeah, right, right in the zombie genre. And it was what it that, was, that was like the '90s propellant of zombies. I would say. I'd, I think so too. Even even though like they're not necessarily the. I mean, well, they are one of the main bad guy villains in the in in at one in every iteration of the game. Yeah. Because but there's others. So like I wouldn't say it's like strictly zombies because you got other monsters it, going yeah, around. But that a, is definitely that's what it's like. Psych- yeah, like, that's yeah, definitely it's going. It's, it's definitely for. going for that. Yeah. That another one. It, it definitely no. That that one definitely propelled. That was my first introduction to the concept of a zombie. Yeah. I did not know what it was until that. Even even though if I go back and play it now, the very original one, even though the graphics are not nearly as good as I remember them. Yeah. It it still has that I still there's still that charm to those original blocky early 3D graphics mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a, but, but like Last of Us had that game definitely has uh, I think I think though I owe a lot of video games to like the horror genre yeah. helping me like learn more about the horror and getting me sometimes in to it yeah you really did kind of come into through gaming now that i'm thinking back on it yeah i I came more into the horror genre through gaming that uh did you ever play the fatal frame series that's a great video Uh, game go no 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 go ahead i was gonna say one of my all-time favorites i actually found out uh, about it it blew up in the youtube or Mm -hmm. craze but the game series outlast yeah fantastic yeah horrifying i played a lot of it like up at till like 2 a.m in the dark by myself yeah myself <laughs> <laughs> literally you had a bucket yeah i had, I had the, the 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 Fortnite gamer set up with the toilet <laughs> seat around a home depot bucket no it's 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 interesting to think how much the horror genre and like, influences going off of the horror comedy thing even just this year we had renfield yeah coming off of the heels of the horror classics it's like a reinvention a mm-hmm. comedic reinvention of the dracula tale from the it, like it's meant to be like a direct sequel yeah. to the dracula of like the way oh, back okay in the day. yeah 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 and it was I was like, this is genius. Like, if I was going to continue Dracula, this is the way I would do it. Yeah. This is genius. I mean, it, it has its it has its lifeblood. But yeah, no, definitely. I, t- I take back a little bit of what I said, though. No I'm, take backs. No, I'm taking it back. I, because I, video games, yes, absolutely. I wasn't lying. I just, I had to, I have a very strange memory. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was my introduction. I love it. I don't know how I forgot that. Are You Afraid of the Dark is kind of Twilight Zone for kids. Yeah, 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 yes. The Snick episode. I like live. You were saying you live for the monster, the the horror fest going on. That every weekend, Saturday night, Nick, Snick. Yeah. I had I had to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. I, but I had to watch Ren and Stimpy to get to it. I was not a Ren and Stimpy fan for <laughs> some reason. That surprises me that you are not a fan of Ren and Stimpy. Uh, I am now because now I approve because a lot of the stuff was going over my head back then. Yeah. But I, I could not stand the gross out humor of it. it there was a lot of that. Yeah, but, sure. but there was a lot of that in the 90s, that gross-out humor stuff. It was, was like, like Cow and Chicken was very much yeah. that. Beefus and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life, which I still love. That wasn't quite the, as bad. The as, random ass, like, just deadpan and then just a fart noise in the background. Yeah, yep. I still makes me laugh. <laughs> but yes, Are You Afraid of the Dark was definitely my gateway. <laughs> my gateway into... The intro alone for Are You Afraid of the Dark still yeah, creep, it's still it's still so good. I love it. And there are still some of those that that yeah can get a little can get a little scary and creepy. I mean that's the point. The ones that they shot in the, the- they shot a couple different episodes in that amphitheater, like the almost like the Benedum. Yeah, and it was like those ones always like really creep me out because mm-hmm. it was always like a ghost story or like something like it. Like you realized there was there's, a ghost after there, that. there was one. There's an episode. There's so many episodes that stick in my mind. There's one where there's this ghost that comes out of the walls. There's this one where there's a, a fire ghost one where like if you I remember stare, that one. Yeah, yeah like a fire ghost will come out if you stare at the flame for too long yeah and so like i couldn't stare at open flames or candles when i was, I was like no don't look don't 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 don't, 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 don't look at it don't look at it 
<laughs> there was always the one with, there's one with the, like, it was one of the earlier episodes. There's the clown episode. The clown ones were creepy. Yeah, there's that. There, there's a lot of, that's a good, that's a good thing. I don't know where you can watch it anymore. Oh, I have it. It's on my Vudu. Oh, oh, yeah. You could just watch it. I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just, but, but, just, just get in Brian's Vudu and watch it. Everybody's in there anyway. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, I think almost every episode, if not, if not every episode is up on YouTube is it that, for free. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm almost positive. Check that out. Yeah. Because that, that is something I, I, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed and the, and the whole like anthology of it, how it was the reoccurring like themes, but the stories were always being told by the Midnight Society and for the, submitted for the approval of the submit. What were they throwing on there? On I the assume fire? it was just gunpowder. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> This is like some magical, like mystic, mystic. Yeah, is this like? But yes, I I always enjoyed that. My all-time favorite episode, though, and I still remember it is. I don't know if there's a the or not, but the dead man's float. Dead man's float. I love dead. Ryan Gosling is actually in that movie. He was in a couple. Yeah, and so is Jay Burishow. He's in it, and it's essentially it's the story of like this ghost that this is why I couldn't learn to swim when I was little because I was so afraid of being pulled under and drowning but it's a ghost that lives in a high school pool and drowns people it's a great concept and i love the outfit that they gave to the ghost when it finally appeared mm-hmm. it's just this i don't know it just it blew my balls off as a kid <laughs> i just Shit. was like i loved it i was just this is amazing so yeah take with that what you will but yes are you afraid of the dark love that show. definitely I, a, I, yeah. a big that was one of my big early inspirations yeah for stuff like i, I love that show that was that was definitely that I think twilight that got, Zone, yeah just, that, i love that anthology yeah and that got me my interest into storytelling i think just the way it was like this, the, the fact it, that it's framed by it's it's also like it, it like we talked a before. group of people telling a story to each other over a campfire that yeah we, we were talking earlier before. like like the the just the campfire ghost story like yeah being like one of like the the cardinal forms of like horror storytelling yeah. is like it's they they encapsulated that feel in mm-hmm. like an actual it was genius what they yeah. came up with that for that show so it, simple yet so it's so elegant so <laughs> midnight society yeah so yeah, I, I i so i'm looking forward to this this horror journey you got us yeah going on. we're gonna be diving down the spiral i think i think horror is a great genre because it is this very much as we said it's the lifeblood of independent cinema where a lot of people get that like i know a lot yeah. of makeup effects artists get their start there some of the, the contacts i've met in filmmaking like i've met through just dumb 48 hour projects or dumb yeah. whatever have you like i've learned a lot of lighting techniques a lot of stupid simple ways simple cheap ways to do things yeah. uh quick and efficiently on stuff like that and, you know i think horror fuel like the draw of horror fuels a lot of that stuff yeah. and I, I hope it's around forever because i i love that genre so so definitely got what's his name from chernobyl oh uh no that's not <laughs> that's that's not his name that's not his name that's that's not his name i can see it my well, Zion or something like i keep wanting to, wanting to say clint manzel but i'm like nah that ain't it <laughs> he was serious craig mazin yeah that guy 